I, I bake cakes for everybody for their, their birthday and make sure that their, their birthdays are noted because I live in a, a very poor socioeconomic area and uh, a lot of them have forgotten and they've never had cakes. So there was a boy that was turning 16 and I said, well, what would you like for your birthday? And he says, I want a, a pinkly sprinkly birthday cake, Kenny. So I went down to Coles and I brought all the ingredients and I brought pinkly sprinklies. Freddie Mercury would have turned his nose up at it and I thought there is no way these kids are going to eat this cake. They're just going to look at it and it's just going to be, well they looked at it, loved it and it was gone within about 30 seconds. My name's Deb Chumley and I'm a cisgendered lesbian woman living on Yorta Yorta country. I'm the current president of Goulburn Valley Pride. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the lands on which this podcast episode was recorded, the Calithaban lands of the Yorta Yorta Nation, and pay my respects to Elders, past and present. I'd also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the various lands on which you live, work and play today, and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. We recognise the important role that art has played on these lands for thousands of years and feel privileged to work alongside artists continuing the creative practice of one of the oldest surviving cultures in the world. Always was, always will be. This episode you're about to hear is with Ken. Ken describes himself as a bisexual, polyamorous man. He grew up in Mansfield and now lives in Benalla. Ken tells a story of his experience and fight against homophobia Ken has served in the military and experienced homelessness. Ken now provides support to community members experiencing hardship. This podcast does make mention of suicide, so if that's a trigger for you, please take care. I'm Ken. I identify as bi and polyamorous. I'm pretty out in the community. I was um, publicly outed by the DSE employee at a Christmas party uh, many years ago. He gave me a Barbie doll and said, go sit in the, in the corner and play with that because you're a poof. He then hounded me for the next 10 years. My, my mother had found out about my sexuality on the radio. Uh, my nephew in Perth found out, and my eight-year-old nephew found out about my sexuality on the Channel 9 News. Um, so basically I was outed Australia-wide. So now wherever I go, I'm treated like a bit like Dr. Phil, Oprah Winfrey, or um, a little bit of Jerry Spring- Springer thrown in. So grandpas will uh, see me on the bus oh g'day Kenny how you going I've got a, a gay grandson I know he's gay but he hasn't come out but how do I tell him it's okay to come out or people will just sit down and start talking and just blah blah blah, blah. and I have an ease in uh, chatting with people just tell me about your growing up like where you grew up oh, okay I grew up grew up in homophobic Mansfield um, a small country town very rural there were 12 working sawmills Back in the day, you couldn't have anything pink on you um, at all. The slightest little bit of pink would mean you were a poof. And they were, they were very rough, tough, very homophobic. Um, I was like David, I was the only gay in the village. Um, that's now changed a bit, I think. But um, yeah. Like when you said you were outed? Um, uh, publicly outed against you. Yeah. yeah. But you know, were you always comfortable with your sexual, sexual identity and? How you personally well, identify? Well, I was, I was living in the closet in Mansfield. I was, I was happy to do that. I'd still be happy to be closeted now. I still deal with a lot of people that are closeted. Okay. So I'm, I'm happy to be uh, just me. 
I, I don't see myself as gay by you know running around tapping the tambourine. I just I'm just Kenny, mm-hmm. and I, I do do all right. I do better than most. Um, but everybody in the, the town and community now knows my sexuality. Um, I was happy to be in the closet. Um, I had no choice in that matter. Do you think it's important for people in regional areas to have uh, be able to go to be, to be out and be seen? Yeah. Yeah, and to have support behind them because, as you say, there's been there is there, there's that big stigma, homophobia, and bigotry and discrimination. Yeah. Well, I can see it from both sides of the fence. I I can see it where people just want to get on and be be themselves and do their own thing and be happy where they are. And I can see where uh, the GBLIT community are out saying, you come out and be proud and you can be who you want and all that sort of stuff. But it, that doesn't quite work sometimes in, in reality. Um, so some people, um, even myself, sometimes I want to be part of the GBLIT community out tapping the tambourine, but sometimes I just want to be Kenny, the, the fisherman and the, the redneck that does his own thing so I, I want to be able to put the different hats on and move through the community and sort of be, be a little bit invisible when when need be um, and that's sometimes the case so but you want, to, you want to fit in yeah it depends on what circle you're in at the time so if I'm going to an army function with all my old mates from one area you can't be tapping the gate tambourine but if I want to go to pride march um, I can can be as gay as I want. When we had to have the debate, the, the peaceful debate with the um, marriage equality, I had all the redneck soldiers and had to listen to them. But they've now changed four years after the marriage debate. It's good to see that the soldiers that were so homophobic and so nasty during that debate have now come full circle and have a conversation with soldiers after that debate. So what are you most proud of? Um, what would I be proud of? that I've come through all this crap and I'm still happy and content doing, stopping suicides. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just me and I get people popping in. I run a soup kitchen. People just turn up whenever they, they want to chat. They, they want a, a, a cup of tea and a, a cupcake. Oh, my cupcakes are legendary. Um, I had a boy there. I, I bake cakes for everybody for their, their birthday and make sure that their, their birthdays are noted because I live in a, a very poor socioeconomic area. And uh, a lot of them have forgotten and they've never had cakes. So there was a boy that was turning 16 and I said, well, what would you like for your birthday? And he says, I want a, a pinkly sprinkly birthday cake, Kenny. So I went down to Coles and I brought all the, the ingredients and I brought pinkly sprinklies. Freddie Mercury would have turned his nose up at it. And I thought, there is no way these kids are going to eat this cake. They're just going to look at it and it's just going to be, well, they looked at it, loved it, and it was gone within about 30 seconds. So... My signature now is um, I make cupcakes, but I make them very pink and I make them sprinkly. Mm-hmm. And I get all these people turning up for a little bit of pink sprinkly. So mm-hmm. rough, tough, uh, wild kids that are in trouble with the law, turning up for a cup of tea and a, a pinkly sprinkly cake and a chat, whereas most of them are out burging cars and talking about ice and all that stuff. So just a, someone that you can go and have a chat to, how can you stop the merry-go-round with the police and the courts and all that? And it's non-threatening. I find that the, they just want somebody to be an older male that will talk to them. You're living on the streets or couch surfing. You can't see Kenny. Kenny will tell you where to get your power, where to do this. He doesn't give two shits. Um, do you want to say anything as final thoughts um, for the last Yeah. Minute? I'll ask you a question. 
if you if you're going around with your little van and you're going to all the places I hope you just don't go to Dalesford and Shepparton and all the places where you're welcome. Go to the little small country towns and almost do Daniel Whithouse. Go and have a cup of tea and a chat. Daniel said that he'd go with one cup of tea at a time. Why don't you take your microphone and have one chat at a time and just ask people, how are you going? Like ask a grandmother, your son, grandson's gay. How do you find that As from a grandmother's point of view and, and things like that? So, yes, interview the gay community, but just interview the whole community as well. Grandmas, interview truck drivers, people that are in mining towns. So don't only go where you're welcome. If you want to spread the GBLIT, inclusiveness, gay thing, uh, yes, be out there, just get on with life, do it but also involve people. So don't just target the GBLIT. If you want to talk GBLIT issues, don't just talk to GBLIT people. Talk to the grandmas. Go to the local, I don't know, Baptist church op shop and just say to the girls, we're doing this. Would you like to have a chat? What do you know about GBLIT people? What are your experiences? The old fellas might tell you that when they were at school, they had an experience at, at boarding school and things like that, but everyone has GBLIT people. And how has that changed over the last 10 years? And how have they... So if if they've seen their, their nephews and go through that situation, how have they dealt with it? Or what happened at the time? Could they actually go and support them? So anyway, we've got to wrap up. Yeah. Thank you for your time, and I'll see you later. This podcast is released every Tuesday and Friday and could not have been possible without the support of our local community partners, Midsummer and the Fair of Victoria portfolio of the Victorian State Government. Throughout the series, you will hear firsthand the successes, hopes, dreams, fears and struggles of diverse members of our community. Pride Finder, the Rainbow Road Trip was a travelling project commissioned during the 2023 Midsummer Festival as part of the State Government's initiative, Victoria's Pride. Helen Thomas, an award-winning creative audio producer, journalist and queer ally, developed a mobile story studio with the purpose of encouraging connection, cultivating empathy and preserving people's experiences. As much of Victoria's queer history relies on verbal recount, Midsummer, Helen and the Pride Finder connected with regionally living LGBTQIA Victorians to help capture their unique stories. These conversations are frank, honest and reflect the language, thoughts, history and opinions of the individual. Views may not be shared by Midsummer or the Victorian State Government. Please keep yourself safe and refer to the show notes for specific triggers related to each episode. If something in this podcast has made you feel uncomfortable or brought up challenging feelings, please seek support from a loved one or from one of the helplines listed at the bottom of the show notes. 